2: Alright, welcome back to another episode of Rock Em Reacts. Back again after a month, month and a half hiatus-ish. Um, lots to have between then and now. We just got done at the Florida game. Mizzou falling 79-67. Tomorrow Maid's 36 burger was not enough as the Tigers dominated on were dominated on the glass. Florida uh, came up with a great defensive game plan, as both coaching staff said, post-game that really propelled them to a key road win. But Tigers Fall, like, still winless in conference play, fall to fall to 0-5 overall in the SEC start with positives positive tomorrow bates 36 points was virtually unstoppable uh, golden said after the game that team didn't do good enough job uh, forcing t- him to his right defending without fouling um, but at the end of the day bates made them pay for every time he got an open look it was going in i said during the game i mean in the zone was the perfect way to describe how bates was tonight it's been how he's been playing for these past couple of weeks just what this kind of culminating performance from Bates, what was most impressive about it?
1: Yeah, he was really just getting what he wanted. And I remember Dennis Gates talking about it over the summer that he would get really mad at Tamar whenever he would pass up an open look and that he would never want any of his players to ever pass up an open look. And I could say with 100% certainty that Tamar Bates did not pass up a single open look, especially because he was creating a lot of them himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I know um, I was trying to think back to what I saw from him at Indiana when he committed to Mizzou um, watching some of his tape and there were certainly flashes of like pretty solid on ball scoring blade I did not think it would get to this and um, he talked about post game how he credited to Mizzou's development um, how he's been kind of like at least I think he's been kind of forced into this role because I mean really you can happily disagree with me I don't think Anybody else has really picked up the scoring mantle super well other than Sean East. Um, So I was incredibly impressed. He was scoring from all three levels. He looked super confident. He was sizing guys up with confidence. He was doing a little, like, I'm not comparing him to Michael Jordan. Everybody calmed down. But there was a little tween-tween setup. I was like, you know what? That kind of looked like Michael Jordan. Oh, and wow, I know we're, we're already we two minutes and eight seconds this into this insane. reacts. Uh, we've gone a little
2: off the rails. You're insane. Um, but this is what happens when uh, your team is a little winless, very winless in conference play. Quinn so, hasn't been on this for a couple months, and now he <laughs> he really wants to make a name for himself, you know, really really putting out these bold claims.
1: Yeah, I'm know? a big clickbait guy. <laughs> big clickbait guy over here. But I was really impressed with tomorrow. Yeah. Dude, what do you think? <laughs>
2: I was going I was kind to of quickly add, he did come in, you mentioning his time at Indiana, he came in to kind of people saying, oh, he's a really great perimeter shooter, sharpshooter guy. You know, you didn't expect him to be the slasher that he is. So, yeah. Okay.
3: Well, he's becoming one of the best players in this conference, I think, in my opinion. You can really just tell that his um, confidence and everything is just rising. And this team, even though they're not winning, they kind of needed that. Sean East, he's been battling. You know, with some illnesses and stuff, and he's been struggling lately. So the Tigers they they need someone to step up and score. And I don't remember the last Mizzou player to score nearly 40 points in a game, but you can tell he's really locked in. Um, like like you said, Quentin, it's really a credit. He credits it to the coaching staff's development, which is something positive that you want to see from your coaching staff. But you know, man, he just he was just unstoppable. He had that 6-0 run by himself in the first half, and you know, he had 17 points, I believe. But you know, he's just playing all around great basketball it just be nice you know someone else steps up there <laughs> alongside of
2: him i think that was kind of the the, the sense you got from him post game was i mean he just he didn't look like he was enjoying himself i mean he would have taken Gates said himself he would have taken eight points in a win much more than 36 in a loss and i think bates was clearly very upset that that's the way that ended up so but on that same point that y'all are touching on it's it's this team needs more, it's been it's been Bates this past month and Sean East has been throughout the season for the most part, but uh, you saw it tonight, East not as data mentioned a little bit under the weather, just not really playing like himself, foul trouble throughout the night as well, ended up fouling out. Um, this team needs more contributors, you know, you expected it coming into the season from veterans like Nick Honor and Noah Carter, um, you know, maybe some of these freshmen can step up, the transfers you obviously thought would step in, John Tanjay, of course, going down for the season, that's the expected contributor you lose, caleb grill i think the injury to him is is not even still being talked about enough just how different this team's record might be i think you're at least winning one or two of these games that you've close games that you've dropped with him in the lineup but the reality is you have what you have in the cards that you're dealt where in these next couple weeks to get over this hump where can this added production on both ends of the floor really but especially offensively come from to help out Bates and east
1: they just need to be more consistent there have been so many games this season I think this game also falls into that category of different guys looking really good for stretches but they haven't been able to continue that for the entirety of game We've seen Noah Carter get into shooting groups. We've seen Nick Honor, even if he's not even shooting, when he attacks the basket, he's able to find open guys out for three. Um, we've seen, obviously, Sean East, health notwithstanding, his shot creation, his shot-making ability has psh, mm-hmm. skyrocketed this year. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody else who's also shown off. Like, it, hey, Zeus.
2: yeah.
1: When he feels like it, his aggressiveness has gone way up in the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, he can do it, but it's just about putting it together over an entire 40 minutes, and that hasn't happened yet. It's the
2: focal point of my sidebar. You can catch it tomorrow on rocketadmission.com as well. <laughs> well but, yeah, nice... <laughs> like, like
3: you said, Quentin, it's a consistency thing. Some nights, you know, you'll have Bates and East going off. But the other nights, it's going to be Carter and Honor. It'd be nice to see, you know, all of them come together. And like you said, coming in this game, Jesus had 43. It was something around 40% of Mizzou's bench points in SEC play, which is – It's shocking and kind of alarming. I I personally want to see more production off the bench, um, more consistency off the bench, and it's it's kind of hard to know where you're going to get that because injuries injuries have plagued this team with Tanjay not being healthy really all year and Caleb Grill, which oh I miss Caleb Grill so much. I do miss him so much. I
2: hear those words. I
3: I know. I oh my god, I miss him. But um,
2: given he was at Ohio State, and but yeah,
3: but you know, and your freshman. They're, they're trending upward, but, you know, it's, it's clear that they're not there yet to be true scoring threats. So I, w- I would like to see more consistency off the bench um, personally for me. But, um, you know, you just don't know where you're going to get it from. You know, you would like to get it from maybe Shaw being over. You know, they've had some bright spots. Um, you know, it'd be nice if Kurt Lewis or someone also could step in there. But, um, you know, you just those are just questions that just haven't been answered yet throughout the season. And, and, and conference play where this team has been so close
2: to get some victories. And when it's a program that NSGATES runs that prides itself on playing 9, 10, 11 guys consistently and they all are able to step in there and give, you know, significant minutes in production. You haven't had that with this year's team compared to last you thought early on you might have it and the freshmen were flashing and you saw the transfers each have their moments. But as things have settled down, a the pace of the pace of play in the SEC and the physicality—it's tough for any freshman to step in, you know, and immediately really find success with that. They're all going to be a work in progress. I think Kurt Lewis is still kind of catching up mm-hmm. to the speed of this game as well um, at this level. So it's just there's there's not enough options right now that are capable of contributing at a high level in the sec, you know, they could do it. You saw flashes against the Jackson States and the South Carolina States and the little Maryland's, but you, you're not going to be able to see it now. Um, at least in the current moment, they have a long way to go in terms of development, but yeah, it's, it's, it's the bench really at this point, you need these starters need some help. These veterans need some help. Um, I I think, uh, the best thing for this team at least in my eyes at this point regardless if it comes in a loss is for nick honor and or noah carter to have an explosion one game and they can finally just get their confidence back you know feel comfortable within this offense again because it's just it's inconsistency is the theme of the night it is noah carter has a couple great early in this game tonight i even thought noah carter was really had a couple great post possessions and you know really working his way down low great footwork and, and finishing well but then I, you didn't see it the rest of the game and you know it's similar with nick honor had a couple of nice takes but you just got to see it for 40 minutes and i think you know it's just something the team has talked plenty about honor and bates both talked about just consistency tonight is the main thing so um as we move forward we'll start off short term three upcoming three game stretch two game road trip next week starts in college station on tuesday ends in south carolina rematch on saturday following week arkansas comes to mizzou arena for round one uh with those lovely individuals to the south of the state this next three game stretch give me what record you want to see mizzou ideally what record you want to realistically ideally what record you want to see mizzou come out with as well as just the improvements that you want to see from this team approaching a two-game road stand that will be very difficult and a game against arkansas that could really bolster some of the reputation of the season if you're able to beat your rival
1: um well Ideally, you go three you know, and the season's completely revived and sunshine and rainbows proliferate Columbia, Missouri. Um, but unfortunately, that ideal world is very hard. To, and it's, uh, a cool it's two degrees outside, so not sunshine good. and rainbows. Right it sounds, sounds amazing, but uh, I'm not sure if that's going to actually come to fruition. Realistically, um, just getting at least one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sounds kind of crappy at the moment. And expectations have drastically lowered as the season's gone on. And I can say for certain this is the most downtrodden I have seen Mizzou basketball since I started covering them last year um, because obviously last year was all sunshine and rainbows and those have all gone away for the most part and Nick Honors even said it in the post game they just have to go 1-0 every game um, they can't dwell on the game previous and they can't <laughs> Worry about uh, what's after the game in front of them. Um, Obviously, we saw with the football team this year, Um, just having a one to no mentality can really help sometimes. And uh, they have to play like they have something to prove, and uh, they got to start standing on business more often than uh, than not. uh, Maybe maybe business will start booming. Um, But Nick Honor said it like they're not right there. But they're not as far off as I think people think they are. I mean, Todd Golden said it himself in the press conference. Yeah. He doesn't think Mizzou's 0-5 SEC record is accurately representative of how they've played. Like, the Alabama loss, yeah, they lost by 18, but they were in that game for most of the game. They played Kentucky pretty close. yeah, A lot closer than other really good teams that you might think are better than Mizzou. So I just think they have to not necessarily keep doing what they're doing because that has resulted in losses. Um, but just, again being more consistent, putting everything over 40, but it's instead of 5, 10, or 20. And ideally, realistically,
3: I can see a 2-1 and um, stretch over these next three games. You know, they're going to want that South Carolina game back and then we'll get an opportunity coming up here. And Arkansas, they've been up and down. You know, they're still a talented team, but they, they've they had their struggles too. A&M's, of course, going to be tough, but, um, you know, I see 2-1 and one being really realistic you know they're gonna have to play some good basketball but like 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 you said they they've been close pretty much all year um and you know it's it's frustrating to see but it's also kind of encouraging that they haven't given up on the season and they're just not getting blown out but um you know two and one two and one's realistic it, it most it can realistically be 0 and three one and one and two but um I can see a, a two game stretch somewhere over here I would
2: say I'm with you on the same vein that I I believe this team's breakthrough relative to what this team is, is coming. And I think a breakthrough for this team is going two and one in this stretch. I think that is just at this point, you you are looking for a back to back win, um, back to back wins for that. And I, I agree with you. I think Carolina game, there's gonna be a lot of motivation coming into that. You were so close to getting it the first time. I think they're capable of walking in there and winning. Carolina is a great team. It mm-hmm. will take a lot. But and then Arkansas coming here, I think so much emotion in that game. You can throw the records out the door. Um, Trevon Brazil coming back is obviously going to be a big deal. But um, there's going to be a lot kind of riding on the line in those couple games. a and is just going to be... It's gonna be tough. They went into Reed Arena last year with a much better team and still kind of got punked. So I'll be interested to see at least physically how 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 have they responded from tonight against Florida, where Dominate on the glass. Gators talked post game about how that was their focus all week, was being with the more physical team. So we'll see on that front. And wrapping it up, we'll think long term. This entire season, the outlook realistically, what the best case scenario, and we'll we'll go yes, best case ideal. Realistically, what happens? I'm ruling NCAA tournament. And you cannot give me NCAA tournament right now. Realistically, is NIT still in the cards? If not, what still constitute a successful season from this point forward, even if it doesn't involve the postseason?
1: I'm thinking long term in January.
2: Yeah, we are. Don't love that. Oh, yeah.
1: Um. Well, I think the best thing if – hell, if they don't make any tournaments. I think the best thing they can possibly do that's like out of the possible things that's – the furthest to the ground Mm -hmm. is show that you still have a foundation for future success. Um, Even if it's something as small in, in the post game, Nick honor and Tamar Bates walk in, they sit down. Tamar's head is down. Nick is looks pretty sad. Mm -hmm. Dennis Gates fist pumps. Every single person in the room goes up to the stand, tells Nick honor and Tamar Bates to sit up and put their elbows on the table. Yep. It, It can be something as, as small as that. But that shows that we talk about in so many sports culture 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 that's real that's a real thing that you can sell people on um obviously it starts with dennis gates um and even how he talks about being 0-5 in sec play you look at nick honor saying like we're right there Mm -hmm. we're okay not airing any frustrations continuing to play for each other not complaining about roles it's very small stuff but at least from what I've seen so far, this is what Mizzou has prided themselves on Mm -hmm. since Dennis Gates got here. And if you can look strong while being this bad, if I'm a recruit, like, it's going to be, if I can go there and make it better Mm -hmm. with this kind of culture, cool. I thought I was, I felt so good about that. Mm-hmm. And then I got to the one yard line and then I, I fumbled a <laughs> little bit. Sorry. Um, I felt very philosophical there. But okay. um, sometimes we don't have our best days. Anyway, Jaden, please save me. Okay. Um,
3: you know, I've, I've said this kind of off camera. NIT's not out, possibly. But here's what I want to see um, I kind of want this feeling of this adversity, you know, and these results that they're not getting. I kind of want that in a way to stick kind of in the stomach and minds of the players that are going to be back next year. It's kind of like the football team. um, This previous season, they, they talked about how being in all those close games, not getting the results they wanted, it fueled them going into the next season. And I kind of want that feeling. I don't want those. And of course they're not, you know, but just have that motivation and still play confident and hard this year, especially for the players going into next season. If, if that makes sense to all y'all, but you know, I just want them to keep playing hard every game, you know, it's, it's a down year. It's a down year. I mean, it, it happens. Mike Anderson's second season after going 18 and 12, I believe they went 500. They went to the lead eight the next year, you know? So it's a, it's, it's a rough season, um, you know, trying to get through the tough waters. But, you know, just I want these younger players and anyone that's coming back next year, just kind of just learn it and let it learn what this season is teaching them and just kind of let it sink in and, you know, use that motivation going into next year. But, you know, this team could get hot at any time. And, you know, have a little run in SEC tournament play and get an NIT bid, which I would say would kind of save the season. But, you know, we don't know yet. We'll see over these next three games, like you said.
2: Yeah, and I think it's in that same vein, for me at least, and this is from an external perspective, but I want to see a moment or moments in this season where all of the, you know, current, really, adversity and struggle that this team is going through and all the negative noise that they are hearing, that it all seems you know at least somewhat worth it that they have a sort of full circle moment where it's like we went through a lot and yeah we didn't accomplish all our goals but we pulled off this upset win or you know we went on a little run in the sec tournament or you know we just we're playing so much better as a team at the end of the season something to hang your hat on at the end of the year you just can't end this one with this recruiting class coming in and the hype that's going to more than likely build around it you would hate to end this season on a sour note um and have the offseason kind of be this mixed jumble of yes you have this all these freshmen coming in but are there other issues within the program that you know maybe were masked by you know some Kobe Brown uh, last season and maybe we didn't realize that until this season came along so I think another quick point I'll make before we wrap up as well is As Dennis Gates pointed out many times, he is still a very young coach and I would argue, and we talked about it earlier tonight as well, he will learn twice as much, if not three times as much, more about himself as a coach and his program through this season than he did last season. And it will only benefit this program and himself in the long term. So moral victories, nobody ever wants to hear about them, but there's plenty of them to still be had within this program. That being said, that wraps up another episode of Rock and Reacts. We'll more than likely be back with one post game uh, after Arkansas next week.
0: Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply.
4: Thank you, everyone, for tuning into to Rock M Radio, a proud partner of Fans First Sports Network. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to see more, just like it beamed directly into your personal device. Just click the subscribe button below. Beep. Uh, And you can find this podcast through the Apple Podcast app or for iPhone or the Google Podcast app for Android or whatever app you use to listen to your podcast. Uh, We are also available on Spotify. Just search for Rock M Radio. Uh, And if you like other sports, Fans First Sports Network uh, is a podcast network that has uh, coverage of all other teams, Major League Baseball, uh, MLS, uh, NFL, whatever you want uh, to listen and and read about it is a great great network full of really fantastic podcasts so look them up and subscribe uh to any and all of those podcasts uh rock m radio will be back with more episodes coming soon thanks